0: Yesterday we had a uh, little memorial service here at the church, so thank the Lord for the opportunity. Uh, uh, Sometimes uh, we don't know people in the community very well until a funeral comes along and then we get to know family. Kind of interesting to see how God is moving and working in our own community. Sometimes we don't always see it, right? But how many know the wind? I don't know about you, is it just me, but the wind blows more than it used to? Is that that what's going on here? So it's like the last winter was like on record for wind. Read something about that. And then uh, I got to thinking, you know, Jesus talked about the wind of the the Holy Spirit. You know, it blows. Uh, You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. But how many know you've, you've seen proof of windstorm, right? Lately, we have trees down, power lines, houses, a lot of stuff going on. We used to have a lot of trees out here in front of the church. In fact, a few years ago, there was a straight line one. One year, straight line wind, it laid, I don't know, fifty percent of them down on this side. And then another summer come along and laid maybe another fifty percent of them. So we just, and then the road widened, so we just we don't have the trees. But you know what? We have visibility, right? So the Lord is in charge. I don't know where my glasses are. I guess they're in the pocket. Ah. So, remember when Nicodemus came to Jesus? It was in the night. You ever wondered why he came in the night? Right, he didn't want to be seen. Really, he was a teacher. He knew the law. He understood the prophets to a degree. And but he was he was inquisitive. He was drawn to Jesus' teaching. And uh, I'll read from chapter three of chapter three of Gospel of John, beginning of verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of Jews. A man came to him by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. What was happening, Jesus was ministering, and miracles happened. Jesus would speak, you're healed, and they were healed. Jesus would apply, he would do things kind of unique. Make mud. (laughs) Interesting. Out of spittle. And he applied it to the, the blind man's eyes. Jesus was who he said he was. The son of God came from heaven above. Jesus answered, said to him, talking to Nicodemus, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Just stop and think about that for a moment. You ever wonder why people sometimes don't get it? Don't get the faith? Don't? are not there yet, yeah, and you wonder why, we're going to read on, discover why. Nicodemus is a teacher, and he asks, how can I be born again? He starts to think in the natural, right? How can I go back into my mother's womb? Impossible, right? Unheard of. But Jesus was talking about another experience, a new birth, that was not natural, but what we would say would be supernatural. That is, your inner man comes in connection with God, the Father, the Son the Holy Spirit. And so when people are trying to figure out truth, they can only receive truth by the one, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, one is coming after me, right? He said, I'm, it's to your advantage that I leave. He's talking to the disciples. It's to your advantage that I go away. I will send the helper. He will come and help you, lead you into truth Help you understand what is right, what is wrong. And convince, convict, first of all, convict people. Convict means I know what is wrong, right? That's conviction, and I know what is right. And I can only do what is right with the help of the Lord. I can, to a degree, make up my own mind. I can, to a degree, try to be better, But unless the Holy Spirit is helping me, I fall many times. And so Jesus talks with Nicodemus, begins to explain to him, that which is born of the flesh, verse 6, that which is born of the flesh, that which is born of the spirit, is spirit. Flesh begets flesh. Right? If we live fleshly, we reap fleshly. Right? If we're going to live by the flesh, we're going to get into all kinds of trouble. Right? We're going to reap. But if we live by the Spirit of God, we also reap what He has for us. So, how blessed we are. To allow the help of the Holy Spirit to keep us from destroying ourselves, to keep us from being deceived. And oh my goodness, isn't there any, is, is there? Is it just me, or is there more than ever more deception in the world? More deception. The old deceiver hasn't changed. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, or to deceive people, even believers. Those who have walked with God need prayer and need continual fellowship. We need to continually feed our inner man. Unless we become faint, we become empty, and are unable to begin to hear, we... Become, we can become slack, and we become comfortable. But my goodness, Nicodemus was moved out of his comfort zone right there when Jesus begins to talk about being born again. And oftentimes when Jesus would talk to the Pharisees, he knew their hearts, and he knew how they had it all up here in their mind, and their head, but they, they missed the actual relationship and that which is to love your God with all your heart. God initiated that in the beginning. It was God's plan that we might walk with him and have conversation and actually hear his voice so that we can fellowship. It's not about uh, memorizing just things so we can kind of keep in the ritual side of things. We've got to be careful that I I have to guard my heart, that I don't become, like the song says, I just sang another song, right? So I'm sorry. i just gone through the motions. And so we got the, oh yeah, bring me back to where I need to be. And there's no greater place. The simplicity, the purity, those with a pure heart shall see God. That really... It speaks to us, doesn't it? Those who have a pure heart and have no motivation to be seen by others, no motivation for any glamour, any kind of uh, popularity. It's not what it's all about. It's just simply being before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So, Nicodemus, you must be born again. But he's trying to figure it out and process it. How can these things, verse 9, Nicodemus asked, how can these things be? Jesus answered, said to him, are you the teacher of Israel? and You do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak that which we we know and bear witness of that which we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So it was like, you're not ready yet, but you will sometimes because I'm going to send the helper. So I got, about, I, I got to thinking about the wind storms that we've had lately, and I thought I would tie this in. The wind throughout the Bible represents God and the Holy Spirit especially. And I got to thinking, even back in the days of Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? Remember the story? They got to the Red Sea. And what happened? Oh, uh, well, the Egyptian army, Pharaoh, got all angry again. He said, I'm going after them. Why do we let them go? Let's go get them. And sure enough, he, he brings all his men and chariots and on and on. And they were coming. Now the children of Israel are scared. They don't know what to do. But well, guess what, what happened? God moved in with a pillar and a cloud by night. He blocked the enemy until he parted the Red Sea. And guess what he used? He used wind. An east wind blew. A strong east wind blew all night long. I got to thinking, wouldn't it be good? We all at times have a Red Sea moment. We don't know what to do. Except, you know, God does. And Moses cried out to the Lord, right? And what did God say? Hold your staff. Declare the things of God. Declare who I am. Declare greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Speak it out loud. Speak because you're. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You begin to speak out God's word, and now things begin to happen. Water begins to stand on its own. Yeah, wouldn't it be awesome? And you'd have a breakthrough. You'd have a Red Sea moment because the wind of the Holy Spirit began to blow, and the walls of the uh, and the walls of the water begin to part. Walls would be put up, and you, as they said, they crossed over on dry land. That's that's miraculous. There's the Red Sea. There it is, unbelievable, standing open, parted. God makes a way where it seems to be no way. So, number one, our conversion or the new birth experience. It is God's work. It's God the Holy Spirit. I can't save anyone. I can't change anyone's heart. I can only try to be obedient and try to reflect who God is, try to speak what, how to get to God, try to encourage what everyone has to draw from the well. Everyone has to draw their own oil. Everyone has to take their take, take in and God is enforcing us. But he's welcoming us, coming to me. A natural man, in 1 Corinthians 2:14. Here's how we need to understand, before, come to, before people come to Jesus, God is working on them, especially if people are praying. okay? But they're in their natural thinking, and they're not quite there yet, right? They're thinking, why is it so important? Why do you guys go to church? Why do you give money to missions? Why do you think it's important to praise? And you don't understand, it's the natural man thinking it seems foolish, right? It seems like I can find a lot of whole other things to do with my time, but what happens? They need their hearts transformed. And so Saul was one of those kind of persons before he came to Apostle Paul. Saul was one of those kind of religious sort of guys who was really fervent in what he believed. And he actually destroyed believers. He, he laid for them, he went after them, he was zealous. Until Jesus says, Paul well, or Saul, what are you doing? Interesting. Now, uh, not everyone has a Saul's conversion. Some of us have maybe remember when you accepted the Lord or started to believe. Some of us kind of grew up in this. Not sure what age, but you know, somewhere along the line, you grew up in, grew into your faith. Doesn't matter if you have a Saul's conversion or you grow into it. So long as you have started somewhere. And so that's what brings conversion. So how does that conversion happen? It is the work of the Holy Spirit that works on our hearts, that speaks to us, that actually helps us to see truth. And as I read, the verses from Romans, it talks about how how conversion happens. And Paul was trying to get to to the, to the church in Romans. It was his passion. It was his desire. When he finally got to Rome, when he finally got to witness, he was put on trial and he had to speak. And that's where things ended for him. Like, wow. That's another subject. But Romans 10, 8, 10. But what does this say? The word is near you. The word is in your mouth, in your heart. That is a word of faith which we are preaching, that if we confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. This is something very important. Because Saul and other places, other writers would say, test the spirits. Notice, there are the spirits, right, in the world. But there is only one Holy Spirit. Right? And people are deceived oftentimes by other spirits. So, one of the ways that the Bible talks about how do you know what is the real spirit? If they profess Jesus as Lord. If they can confess out of their mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. They're, they're, on, they're on track. But if they uh, can't, can't get it out, mm, then we got some work to do. Right? So, Jesus, what are we confessing? Here's what it says. This is right out of Romans 10, verses 8 to 10. You confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart. Believe what? God raised him from the dead. There's no other so-called God, right? Right? that's still alive, that came back from the dead, right? But with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness. For God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You shall be saved. What, what, what do you mean, you shall be saved? You. We are not going to get into heaven without Jesus saving us. I can't save myself. I can't be good enough. I can't. I can't do all the right things to outweigh the wrong things. I can't. But He has done it for us. And we simply stepping up. Children are key. Young children are key. I look at a couple through the window, and how precious. Children are. They need someone to look, look them in their face when the day comes and say, You know, we've all sinned and we need Jesus. We did this with all our children. Some certain age, we'd say, You know what? Would you like to accept Jesus? Would you like to accept? Would you like to pray a prayer, simple prayer? Jesus, come into my heart. I don't have to be long. But I believe that children are an example of where God wants us to be teachable. It is you know, it's just simply yeah. There's no strings attached, so they're not weighed down with the cares of this life yet, right? So the percentage of people believing later goes down. So children. Accept the Lord. Young people are more prone to accept the Lord. Not saying that people that are older can't. It's just more sophisticated. When the wind blows, you think back to a time when you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, you felt the presence of Jesus. You think back to that moment and you just wanted to soak that up and stay in that presence and be in that place, we may have mountaintop experiences. But guess what, we don't have, we don't get to stay on the mountaintop yet, because the work that needs to be done will require. going through trials, having hardships, there's a battle that is going on. The new birth, in some ways, is quite simple, right? Jesus made that simple for us. A child can understand. I need to be forgiven. A child even knows when they're young. I did something wrong. They might not admit it, right? The human nature thing is, is just... We're born into this. We want to cover it up. We want to hide from God, as he did in the garden. But Jesus comes after us. The Holy Spirit looks for those who have strayed. And the wind of the Holy Spirit is opening hearts across our land. And we need to be praying, God, the Holy Spirit, Move in our hearts, move in my heart so that I can be in harmony with what you're doing. So it's not trying to think up what, what are we going to do, but it's just get to God first and then he shows us what to do next. They got out of Egypt and they didn't I don't think Moses really, really had a clue what to expect, but he knew he had God. And that staff represented the Lord himself. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear thy rod and thy staff. Staff represents the, the, the shepherd, represents the one who has the authority and the protection. And some of the sheep got a needy little nudging. He needed a little encouragement, right? His shepherd would not herd the sheep. He led the sheep. And so where Jesus goes is where we want to go. What Jesus is doing, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, this is not new to you, but there have been people that I've met on the, in the workplace so I sense God is doing something. God is up to something. God is working in their life, and I need to say something. Lord, help me. What should I say? And something is not very much. But what did Paul say? Paul planted. Paul's watered. Right? Is that the way it goes? Well, who gave the increase? God. God gave the increase, and so in fact. Early this morning, or maybe it was even before I went to sleep last night, I'm not sure, but I got this word that came to me, increase. We need it. We need the increase. God gives the increase. If he finds people that are seeking him, Now, nah, He's yeah. Now I can move more. The battle is in prayer, and so we've gathered here this morning. This is just a little start, but when when you go home in this week and the weeks to come, would you lift up the church and the Cross Lake community and the community brainer lakes, Lord? There's a lot of people here. We haven't found, and they haven't found us. It's almost like it's kind of hard sometimes, and you wonder how we're we going to get people to come. A lot like their lake. A lot of them like their boat. You know, what I mean, this is this is our environment. This is our community. This is where God has placed us. But I believe if we can reach some if we can reach one more, and then they can reach one more. That's how it goes. It's a multiplication thing. And so it all starts with simply understanding who Jesus is, what we have been saved from, We've been saved from eternal separation from Him. But we're also saved after conversion, work begins. Salvation is rather easy. What happens after conversion is a process, right? Of getting more and more understanding. And becoming sharper in your heart with your sword, the word of God. And so when you go out into your workplace, into the community, your ears are open, your eyes are open. You're saying, Lord, is there someone who I whom you're thinking of who you want to connect? We used to do this one, even in the vacations. Lord is. There's someone in a restaurant, you know. I'm not trying to say we're super spiritual or anything. We're just trying to get on board. Isn't it interesting when you pray that kind of prayer? And I bet you've done it. Lord, is there someone? And boom, he orchestrates a conversation. Just keep open. Believe God. You know, the wind can be very powerful, and it can part Red Sea. You can read the history on Roosevelt Lake when the tornado hit back in the 60s. There's a little book out called The Lake Upside Down. Literally, that lake was lifted. The people saw the bottom. They saw the sand. Fish were thrown miles from Roosevelt. Pretty awesome. Didn't want to be in that one. Several killed, several killed. Others were miraculously spared. When throughout the scripture represents God the Holy Spirit. For example, when they were in the upper room, right? As God, as Jesus said, don't go out and try to do anything yet. You've got to wait till you get power. And you shall receive. So guess what? The power came as a mighty rushing wind. you read that in the book of Acts chapter 2. And all of a sudden they knew they knew God was in the house. They were empowered. They spoke in other languages. They went out witnessing. They went out declaring the things of God, they were bold like none other. They were not doing it in their own strength. And that's where we need to be. That's the route I want to take. I don't want to die to do anything for God except God makes it clear and God is giving us his heartbeat that we might be in the right place at the right time. You know what? Remember Elijah? God used Elijah in mighty ways, called down fire from heaven. But Elijah was just as human as he was a man of God. But you see him after these great things happen, he's stressed out, hiding in a cave, wanting to end it all, right? Feeling discouraged, feeling like he was the only one, right? Guess what happened? The angel came. and says, what are you doing? You've got to get up. We got work to do. You didn't come in the power of an earthquake. You didn't come in a thunder. You came in a gentle breeze. Shows up and reminded him. You're not alone. You're not forgotten. You feel like your prayers have hit the ceiling? Sometimes. God is in the ordinary as well as in the ordinary. God even works in those plain, mundane, daily routines. God speaks to you. And you don't expect it. And It's just one word. What was the word he gave you for the year of charity? Remember? Inspire in that story. <laughs> right, the rock. We're in a Brainerd somewhere. On the ground was a rock and said what? Inspire. Okay. Have you been praying for your loved ones, friends? Why don't we stand? Let's just again come back to this thought. When we come to the end of our life, the only thing that will really matter. is that we know Jesus. So we place again, renew our hearts again for you. If we just need to be rekindled in our our heart, our passion, caring about others around us, Lord, make it real. Lord, fan to life. Bring more life into this fellowship. Bring bring the increase. Help us to do our part. You work with us. And Lord, give us the expectancy Help us to push beyond with faith. We will see these chairs beginning to fill up we'll see people wanting to linger in your presence. We'll see people wanting to fellowship, connect and, and bring their hearts together, to bear each other's burdens and to, to get to know one another more and that we believe' it's more than more than what we could even expect go beyond. Our, sometimes my vision is so short, so small. Enlarge our hearts to receive more from you, Jesus. Thank you for good things already you've done. Good things have happened. Lord, we can't live in the past. We pray in Jesus' name. Bring healings to body, I pray. Bring healings in areas of our life that are, that are tough, that have been broken. And Lord, I pray the wind of the Holy Spirit fan to life, a newness, a unity, and a oneness, and a togetherness that we together, Lord, and go forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and you want... You just need a touch. Maybe you want more awareness of the God, the Holy Spirit. I invite you to come and, and just find a place to, to soak. Sometimes it's just a soaking in his presence, standing or kneeling, or sitting. Just to be in his presence. Helps us to be renewed in our strength. And let the Lord lead you as you however you want to end here, where you have to go or you can stay. Just do what the Lord wants you. Bless you. as you you follow after God this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.